Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, we are going to um, continue a study uh, that it seems like it was three years ago that we kicked this series off, this two-part series, but it was actually only three weeks. Um, But it's from the subject, Painful Steps. With the exception of a small percentage of humanity, steps are a very vital part of our everyday life. How How many would agree with that? Our steps are a very vital part of our everyday life. In dating, you have steps that you have to take in order to progress in dating. How many knows that the first step is what? Well, first step is actually, I'm not talking about bases. I'm not going there, so y'all just you don't, don't get nervous. <laughs> like He's just like his daddy, no. First step is I gaze into your eyes, and then second step is I hold her hand, <laughs> sweaty palm and all, you know what I'm saying? But how many knows if you didn't progress past that, you don't get to experience the the the, the the greatness of what God has designed in the confines of marriage, amen? There's steps to, to progress in, in dating relationships in marriage. There's steps that you have to take to get debt-free. How many adults in the house are still on that journey? Amy and I are on that journey. We have a plan. And I'm just going to be honest. I think the only way we're going to be successful with um, <laughs> becoming debt-free is if we cancel Amy's Prime, Amazon Prime. What y'all think? Can I just take a poll tonight? She's not here. She can't. Y'all don't have to feel bad about it. But how many things I should cancel that Amazon Prime? <laughs> Actually, I was setting y'all up. I'm good. See, she won't even know. She don't even listen to the podcast. But y'all that raised y'all's hands, she, is, she just took notes. She going to be checking that every day to see if it got taken away. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. But as followers, followers of Christ... We always uh, should be taking steps towards becoming more like Jesus. Amen? We should love like Jesus, serve like Jesus, be generous like Jesus. We go through life and there's exciting times. We get married, we're dating, we're, it should be the other way around. I didn't mean to say that because you're like, wow, am I following the right pastor? (laughs) He's talking about, yeah, you should always date. See, it's all about recovery. You should always date your wife after marriage. And the church said, amen. And you go through really highs and lows in life, and you, you experience new things. You become a G-daddy. You become, for those of you who don't know, that's the cool way of saying grandpa, G-daddy. That's me. I'm, it's a new step, part of the journey. But unfortunately, in life, there are also steps, and all of a sudden, we come into a clash collision with painful steps. Many of you in this room tonight have experienced at some point, or perhaps you're experiencing now, painful Steps, and we're, if, if you're just completely honest, that really sucks in the life of a Christian, if you think about it. Because here we are trying to do all that we know to do to do the right thing and be impactful and, and create an impact in the lives of people. And then all of a sudden, we have to go through painful steps. I'm like, it doesn't, doesn't really make much sense, does it? Go with me to Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34, verse 19. If you don't have your Bible, it will be on the big one on the screen. And it goes like this, many are the afflictions, or you could insert painful steps. Everybody say painful steps. 
or painful experiences. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Stop. It did not say many are the afflictions and painful experiences of the people who don't know Jesus who are living in sin and they should, they should be the ones that all the pain comes to. That's not what it said. It said many are the afflictions of the righteous. You could really you could insert their Christian. That's what I was talking about. It kind of sucks for us because that doesn't make sense. It's like we're, we're serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who is in control of everything, but yet he's saying that many are our afflictions. But, everybody say but. Jesus to the rescue, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Everybody say deliver. Out of them all. Have you ever wondered if he was going to deliver us anyway? Why in the world we even have to go through him? Have you ever asked that? I mean, I was thinking that when I was going through this this thought process. I'm like, God, if you're really going to deliver me, why in the world would you allow me to go through this anyway? Glad you asked. Because... I believe that we're going to find some very important things in this study, if I can get back to where I'm supposed to be. So what the Bible is saying is this. You're going to experience pain. We're going to go through trials. We're going to, we're going to go through bad days. We're going to go through heartache. We're going to, we're going to go through tough times. We're, we're going to experience pain. It may be in a, in, a, in a relationship. It may be in a marriage. It may be in a, in a church. It may be in your finances. You're going to experience pain. And, and let me just say this, it doesn't matter how much Bible you read, it doesn't, how many times, it doesn't matter how many times you come to church, it doesn't matter how much the, the, the tithe check you write, it doesn't matter how much time you tell the pastor that was a great word, which of course I'm sure you meant it, you can keep those things coming, it doesn't matter how many times you try to do the right thing, there is absolutely nothing that you and I can do to avoid pain. Everybody say painful steps. And what is, so, what is so crucial about this is that if we're not careful, when unexpected pain comes, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of the enemy. We can become frustrated. We can get mad. We can get bitter. Can I say that again? When things don't go our way as a Christian and, and bad times or bad or unexpected things happen, we can become bitter. We shut ourselves off from others. We get angry at God and no longer trust that he is in control. I'm probably not talking to anybody else in the room but me. <laughs> so we go through life trying to avoid pain. So let me give you the first three steps that we talked about in step one for your convenience. If you were not here uh, for part one, this was the first one. It's pain is unavoidable. There is absolutely nothing that you and I can do to avoid pain. In part one, I challenge you to gain a new perspective. This is, this is why, gain a new perspective of pain. And what that new perspective is this, pain is not a bad thing. Before you leave here tonight, I'm believing that you're going to be like, yes, pain, bring it on. Just hit me with everything you got. Anybody in here? I know you're not there yet, but you will be before the end of the night. Number two. That pain carries benefits. That's why I'm saying that it's good. Pain carries benefits. And the example that I gave was if you had an infection, but you didn't feel any pain, you could die from the infection that you did not feel. It's pain. I used the other one, that if I stabbed you in your gut and you began to bleed out, you eventually would die if you could feel no pain. If, you had, if, if nothing drew your attention to the infected area. There are areas in each one of our lives that is infected or that is toxic or that is an area that needs to be addressed. And the way we know that it's there is because we're experiencing pain. It could be pain in your, uh, uh, in your marriage. It could be pain in your finances. 
If there's an issue there, you're going to feel that. And what we all have the nature of doing is when we feel just a little bit of pain, we try. I mean, that's our first nature is to, to back up. But what the Bible, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see this in just a little bit. The Bible says stand firm. Everybody say stand firm. Don't run from the pain. The third point was that pain exposes areas that needs to be addressed and fixed. I have an area uh, that needs to be fixed and addressed right now in my car. We took a, a road trip to Alabama to, for me to become the official G-Daddy. And it was the roughest experience of my life, ride-wise. Everybody say shocks. Yeah, and, and, and struts. No, you got to have both. Say shocks and struts. I got to have four <laughs> on my car. Yeah, that debt, that getting out of debt thing I was telling y'all about, I'm feeling that pain because I'm going to have to put that, the goal that I thought we were going to reach it by, I got to put that on the shelf. But how many knows that I can't continue to ride in a car that if, if I don't check it, if I don't address it, if I don't fix the problem, I could eventually, it could be, I could just break down, wear and tear on my vehicle. I just got new tires on it. So um, at least a year ago, those tires wouldn't last very long. Matter of fact, one of Cole's guys got in to drive the other day because I thought I, maybe it was just me. He goes, dude, it's like you got, a, you got like a block of wood between you and the tire. It's like, there's no like, I know you're thinking shocks. I'm riding down like, like this. No, it's like, uh, it gives none. But if I don't address it, so the same thing with our life. When we experience pain, instead of avoiding it, instead of running, instead of turning around like it doesn't exist, well, I'm just going to go to bed mad. Well, you know what you're going to get? I'm talking to married couples. You know what you're going to get when you wake up the next day? Well, first of all, absolutely nothing. And the spouses know exactly what I'm talking about. But number two, you're going to have the same issue that you had when you went to sleep if you didn't address the issue. And Amy told me I can't use us as examples anymore, so I'm going to leave what I was going to say right in there. Because not everything's for public consumption. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And because this might just be the one she listens to, I'm going to stay safe. Somebody said, well, she already knows you're going to say something. No, that's the power of editing. <laughs> I can edit that right out. Listen, there may be somebody, somebody may be here tonight that is still processing and dealing with pain from your past. I showed up tonight to let somebody know that once and for all, you need to let that thing go and give it to God. See, it's amazing how dad's message and where I'm at, some of these verses are almost, almost exactly the same. But instead of continuing to carry, either address it, and sometimes the only thing you need to do to address it is just, just let it go instead of trying to hold on to it. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Maybe the reason you're still experiencing pain in that area is because you need to address it. Maybe the forgiveness that you're withholding is the antidote that you need for the pain you're experiencing. Can I say that again? Maybe the, the forgiveness that you're withholding is the antidote that you need for the pain that you're experiencing. Everybody say forgiveness. Maybe it's forgiving the person uh, who hurt you. Maybe it's forgiving God. Well, you're mad at him, right? You're hurt with him, right? Listen, hurt, unforgiveness, and unresolved pain can actually be a hindrance to your growth and to the growth of someone around you and will prevent you from taking steps forward. 
unforgiveness can hold you back from what God wants for you. I hope I'm talking to somebody tonight. Everybody say painful steps. Let's check out this next verse. 1 Peter chapter 5, 8 and 9 says, Be self-controlled and alert. Nudge your neighbor and tell him, say, get it under control. Now, some of y'all spouses, y'all been waiting on the opportunity to say that all day long. Get it under control. And be alert. Why is that important? Because your enemy, the devil, stop. Who's your enemy? It's not your spouse. It's not your coworker. It's not your boss. It's not the pastor. Although the enemy may try to use the weaknesses of other people to get to you and cause pain, but who ultimately is actually trying to get you is the enemy. See, I felt complete release a long time ago in my marriage when I realized it really wasn't Amy trying to get under B's skin. It was really the enemy trying to creep in. And that it really wasn't me trying to get under her skin. It was my weakness. It was my, it was my unwillingness to make my flesh sit. That's why, there, that's why you get in confrontations in a marriage because you got two. You're never going to have a perfect marriage because a perfect marriage would require two perfect people and there are none. Okay, so you're always going to have issues. You're always, let me just have a teaching moment here for just a second. We might make this part three, I don't know, but, but let me just say this. You're always going to have the opportunity to, opportunity to experience pain in the church because everybody is free moral agents and we all like to have our way. I'm trying to be pastor right now, not for you to like me. I'm just trying to tell you the truth because I don't want us to have a church that somebody gets mad because, I mean, you know, Oh, i got to be careful. Podcast. Shoot. The enemy will use our weaknesses, our, our inability to, to lay down our flesh of what we like. I don't like that music. I don't like that pastor. I don't like that he got holes in his jeans. I'm trying to buy shocks and struts, so it don't matter what my jeans look like. <laughs> but we can't, we can't allow our weaknesses to, to, to be... To be, to be used at the disposal of the enemy to cause division in the house. Whether it's this house, your house, or somebody else's house. When we experience those painful moments, then we need to address it. And, I, and we, what happens when we feel pain? We like to point fingers and blame everybody else. Perhaps it's your flesh that needs to get under control. Everybody say painful steps. Did I read it? Be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him by running away from your pain. No. Stand firm in not your opinion, not what everybody else on Facebook clicks comments and tells you how to address it. No. Stand firm in your Faith, because you know that your brother, I love this, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. What I'm trying to say is this. What you're experiencing, the pain, I'm not trying to belittle what you're going through, but what you need to understand is you're not the only one that's experiencing what you're going through right now at this moment. There may not be somebody in this room that is having to go through exactly what it is at this moment, but I can promise you there is somebody somewhere in this world that is going through the same experiences that you and I are. And I don't know about you, but 
I would rather know that I'm not in it by myself. That's like on the way coming back, my car went into half power mode coming back from Alabama. I know, y'all like, you need to trade that thing in. (laughs) I'm too invested. And see, that's the problem with too many people in the church. They're not invested enough, so when things start to get a little shaky, they just up and... God, why you put that stuff in my brain to just say that stuff? Ain't gonna like me after this, Jesus. But the light came on. Half power. And so I had to stop on the middle of the road. It's in the middle of the night, like 10 o'clock. On the side of the day, nothing. We came the back way. Everybody say back way. And in the back way at night, it's real dark. There ain't no lights. But I was comfortable because I wasn't by myself. I'm not talking about Amy and, and Ansley Grace. I'm talking about I had a little something down underneath my seat. Y'all know it? Y'all, y'all feel me? I wasn't by myself. But there's something that we need to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to insert a little humor, but there's something that, that helps me to know that I'm not the only one. If I'm not the only one experiencing it, then maybe I can get through this thing if we're in it together. Look at your neighbor tell them, say, we in it together. Now, that person that you just made eye contact with, they may not be experiencing the same thing you are, but the fact that we're together and we're walking this thing together. Amen? Everybody say, come together. You say, Father, forgive these people for singing that in the house of God. Listen, believers all over the world are experiencing the same kind of pain. I know, no, but nobody knows what I'm going through, Pastor B. Nobody knows how hard it is to stay married. How hard it is to be single. Oh, I was single. I know how hard it is. How hard it is to raise these kids. Can I get a witness? How hard it is to be separated. I, know, I understand that too. How hard it is to serve at a church. <laughs> Talk to me, somebody. How hard it is to put God first in my finances. Listen, you're not the only one. Fist bump, somebody tell them, say, you're not alone. Bam, double power. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. <clears throat> It says, and the God of all grace, everybody say all grace, who called you, say I'm called, yeah, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. Stop. We already talked about that. God, if you're going to deliver me anyway, why in the world you got to make me experience this pain? Remember what we already, we already established. Pain is a good thing. There's a reason and a purpose for your pain. If you avoid it, try to run from it, you'll never get the benefit of what that pain. Again, if I stab you and you just run away and you don't go to the doctor, you're going to die. If I keep trying to drive that SUV down the road, talking about, eventually I'm going to be on the side of the road. And y'all going to be like, he was too worried about them holy jeans. He did not get his vehicle fixed. I'm hoping somebody's going to say, you're not in alone, Pastor B. Jump in my car. How many would pick me up? Okay. It says, who called you according to his glory after you've suffered a while will himself restore you and make you strong. He'll do it. 
So stop putting your junk and your business out on Facebook for everybody else. They're not going to help you. What they're going to help you do is, is get echo all of what your business is. That's what they're going to share it. They're going to like it. Everybody's going to be in on your business. They can't help you. The only person that can restore your marriage, the only person that can help you with your finances, first of all, is you when you get disciplined and then apply God's word to how your funds are supposed to operate. Then he will restore you and make you strong. I don't know about you, but I need a strong wallet. I need a strong marriage. I need a strong relationship with my spouse, my family, my friends, my children. Strong. He's going to be the one to do it. So when I experience painful moments, I'm not going to run from them. I'm going to be like, God, what's the benefit of this? Please help me understand what the benefit is. So he can restore you and make you strong. Don't avoid it. Don't run from it. Listen, he wants to make your marriage stronger. He wants to make you a stronger single, sing, Christ-centered single person. Oh, you can be single on your own and get in kinds of all kinds of crazy mess. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that right there to simmer for just a minute. But you, you, need to be, you need to be Christ-centered. He wants to make your singleness strong. He wants to make you strong so you don't compromise with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Listen, he wants to make your business prosperous. He wants to, take, he wants to take, make your blended family stronger. I know all about that blended family. He wants to take and make your house stronger. Don't run from the pain. Point number four is this. Pain was never meant to destroy you, but to develop you. That's why I said pain has benefits. It was never meant, the enemy's causing it to destroy you, but within that, God wants to develop something inside of you. And everything inside of me tonight, when I, when I just declare that over my life, says develop me, God. Develop in me your character. So instead of trying to avoid and run from it, let's ask ourselves, what can I learn from this season in my life? Everybody say season. Y'all know that song. I, the radio just goes off in my head sometimes. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. All you got to do is. Oh, y'all got religious. Either that or you couldn't hit that note. I couldn't either. I was just trying to think. Y'all get there. You've got a friend. I don't even know who sings that and why it popped in my head. But what you're going through, the pain you're experiencing is a season. Everybody say season. I, I know sometimes that winter season Seems like long. You're like, okay, can I please have some warmer weather? Right? Can I please stop experiencing this pain? Can I please have some good times, some fun times? What can I learn through this season? Because the pain was meant to develop you. Listen, it could be the pain of losing your job. I'm just going to throw some of these out there because so, I feel like some of y'all are like, I don't really have any pain. My life's okay. Let me, let me check you. It could be the pain of loneliness. The pain of losing, I'm talking to young people. Y'all know, y'all be trying to go, y'all just be getting involved in all kinds of other people's drama just so you can fit in. Listen, it could be the pain of losing a loved one. It could be the pain of growing up without a parent. It could be the pain of all the hateful words that's ever been said about you. I know all about that stuff. And But what, the reason that I battled insecurities and all of those things all of my life because the enemy knew how God was going to use me when I became 43 years old. And if I was still held captive by being concerned with what other people thought about me, I would never be standing on any platform, holding any microphone, declaring anything to anybody. 
And so there, there comes a point where you have to understand all of this painful stuff that the enemy just, bah, bah, bah. it's because he understands that God wants to use you. Fight back. Stand firm in your faith. Y'all missed a good time to, yeah. I just want to kick him in the, ah, oh, that hurt. I just want to, I'm too old. I want to kick him in the, because he, you, don't know, you don't know the hurt that I experienced and the, and the people who talked about me because of my size and my figure and, and, and because, just because. I don't even know why they did it. Just because they had the demonic powers in the, the body. They were being used because of their weakness that they couldn't control their mouth and their tongue. These young people know what I'm talking about. They experience it every day. And the teachers in here know exactly what I'm saying. They, they, they were, those students were used as a tool by the enemy to try to prevent me from becoming and walking into and stepping into what God ordained and called me to do. Just like he's trying to use the weaknesses of other people to prevent you from stepping into your destiny. Y'all might have to pray for my hip after jerk. That hurt. The pain of just, God, would somebody just love me? The pain of not liking the way that I look. Oh, I know. The pain, the pain, the pain. The pain was meant to develop you, (laughs) not to destroy you. But most people allow the pain to crush them. People quit going to church because they don't like the pain. People give up on marriage because they don't like the pain. People quit going to the gym because they don't like the pain. But people will never experience true success in life, in marriage, or in the workplace because they give up and stop because they can't handle the pain. Listen, if you're going to be successful in anything, if you're going to have a successful marriage, if you're going to have a successful business, it's going to hurt like hell. It's going to because there ain't nothing that's ever been successful that didn't cost somebody something. There's not anything of great magnitude that didn't cost, it cost God everything, his son Jesus. Just so you and I can be free. What if, the, what if the pain that you're feeling right now was meant to develop you, not to discourage you? And I'm sure there are people in this room that are discouraged because of pain you're still dealing with. It could be fresh pain or old pain. Pain still hurts. What if the pain was to make you better and not bitter? Not to shut yourself off and close the door from other people who are actually trying to help you take the next step. So, 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 Pastor, what do I do when I experience pain? Glad you asked. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Trust in the, not Facebook, not your spouse, not your family members. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Everybody say all. All your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God, we just want to, we just want to know. Just help us figure it. No, no, no. Trust, if you, if you knew, then just not trusting him. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In those moments that pain comes, it's not the moment to turn high and, and, and run, run away. That's the moment to let Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 show up big and go, God, I trust you. I don't understand. I don't need to understand, but I trust you. I just lost my job, but I trust you. Me and my wife were on the splits, but I Trust you. My, 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 kids are, my, my kids are going crazy. They're, 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 they want to divorce me. They want to do crazy. They just want to go. They, they know everything. They just want to go out. But God, I trust you. 
in closing. The pain is not meant to destroy you, but to develop you. I wrote these down, and I want to share these with you in the last few moments we have. Maybe the pain of betrayal was there to teach us to be loyal, to be more loyal. Maybe the pain of betrayal was there to teach us to be more loyal. I know when betrayal comes, when, when betrayal comes, we just want to turn into Oprah and give everybody the finger. You get a finger, you get a finger, you get a finger, you get a finger. People who don't even deserve to get a finger. Everybody gets a finger. Why? Because we felt betrayed and we want to prevent ourselves from being hurt again. But maybe that betrayal of that closest friend or family member happened so that God can show us and teach us to be more of a loyal friend. Maybe the pain of poverty was there to teach us to work hard and to be more generous. Maybe the pain of loneliness was there to teach us to be an includer. That's something that we work with Ansley Grace when we first moved here. Daddy, it's, it's hard to... She was already having to be under the umbrella of, of her Papa D was the principal that nobody liked. Don't say nothing. Y'all know. And teachers giving her a hard time because her grandfather was the one that wrote them up because they refused to lock the door. Can't believe he's saying that. It's, I feel like you know, I just don't fit in. And I, she'll tell you, I, go look for the other person on the other side of that lunchroom who's sitting by themselves and go be with them. Did I not say it? I used to say it all the time. Go find somebody else who's lonely. Be an includer. Too many people trying to exclude people because they don't look like them, dress like them, don't drive the car like them, don't have a family like them, don't go to the same church they do, all that stupid stuff. And be an includer. God, may we be an includer. May this church be... May, don't, don't come in looking. Well, I wonder if somebody's going to talk to me today. Well, you're already experiencing pain. So the enemy's almost got you ready to push you over the edge just not having nothing to do with church. Instead of looking at if somebody's going to talk to me, go talk to somebody. Include them. See how you can actually reach out to somebody. The pain of being talked about is a reminder that whatever I'm talking about should only be to build up and not destroy. Got to watch our conversations. Point number five, and I'm done. Pain is a teacher, but it can only teach those who are willing to learn. Let the painful steps develop you and not destroy you. Let them develop you and not crush you. Everybody say painful steps. Everybody's standing all over this room. I'm getting ready to have Cole come and, 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 and close us out in prayer. Somebody say, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no altar call? No, because what most people want when you, when you start addressing pain is, can I please have an altar call where I can raise my hand and walk down? Y'all sing just as I am, and I can come down here, and God, deliver me from my pain. If that's what you're looking for, then you miss the whole message. It's not, it's not God deliver me from my pain. No, 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 no. It's give me the strength and endurance through my development. Because pain wants to develop you. God wants to use your pain to develop you.
So don't ask God to remove the pain. Just say, give me the strength and the endurance to withstand the development process because we're all being developed. And with this, I close. Is there one more verse? Psalms? Hit me with it. The steps, everybody say the steps, of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. I want this to build you up tonight. So the good steps and the painful steps. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed. Now you got to ask yourself, are you in right standing with him? Because if you are, then your steps are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in your way, in his way. He delights and blesses his path. He wants to bless you even in the middle of your hurt, your pain, and agony. He still, he wants to bless you. When he falls, he will not be hurled down. Because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. Just because you fall, no matter how many times you fall, you're going to get right back up again. Let's don't run from the pain. students don't worry about what those knuckleheads at school say or for those of you that are graduated don't worry about don't worry about what they say anybody says you were created by God your parents just had a little something to do with it but you were created by God and chosen by God to do great things if you're not, if you say, but I'm not doing great things, the only person controlling that, I'm talking to every single student. If you're not in this section, I'm still talking to you. If you're not doing good things right now, that is only a decision that you are making. Not anybody else. I made a decision a long time ago. Regardless if my dad was a pastor or not, and I was a PK, whatever, I didn't always make the right decisions. Because I, I found myself in, in, in situations and places that I had no business being. Because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be liked by the in crowd. It's, it's, it's not going to be cool to be liked by the in crowd that's burning in hell. I don't want to be a part of that. God's looking for somebody to take a stand. He's looking for a man or a young, a young lady to take a stand. To make a difference. And my prayer from a long, long, long time ago was, God, I just, my, I want my life to be used to make an impact. And I'm glad y'all are in here tonight. And I know it seems like Dad picks on y'all all the time. He's always preaching at y'all. And it's not that. It's not that we're trying to be hard. I just refuse to let the enemy continue to lie, lie to you, that your life isn't about making a difference. God, want, God has plan. every single person, every one of y'all, God has huge plans for your life. I don't know what they are, but it's, it's your responsibility to get in his word, seek his face, tell the friends, see ya. Don't want to be ya. 
and start making wise choices so, so that you can impact their life. But, but you're going to have to actually come out and be separate so that you can actually get strong so you're the one that can actually help them and lead them to Jesus. You can't lead them to Jesus if you're looking at and doing the things they're doing and looking at the things they're looking at. That's for the adults too. We can't win our city for Jesus if we're looking a lot like how they look. But that's hard. That's painful. But that's because God wants to develop something in every one of us. Stop running from the pain. Stand firm in your faith. And watch as Cole's coming. Watch what God will do in your life. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.